0: Hi, church. Yeah, obviously I'm not Brandon, so um, that's good. Um, my name is Eric Gatto. Um, we've been living in Statesboro now for almost six years. Uh, I teach at Georgia Southern, um, and today Pastor Brandon has asked me to give you something a little different. Uh, obviously my accent is different, but I, I do pray that God will, God will speak to you today. Um, Since we've been going to Connection Church, um, we've made lots of friends, met lots of different people, um, and it's been amazing to see how much we've been accepted as part of this church family. Um, And our prayer for us as we continue to grow as God's church, as God sends us people from all kinds of cultures, all kinds of backgrounds, that that God continues to grow us together as his body. Uh, I mean, that's our prayer for us, that God would... Even continue to stretch us, right, sometimes in very uncomfortable ways, but that's our prayer for us. If you don't mind, let's pray, right, then we can uh, definitely look at the Bible. Um, I want you to just take a moment just, just, just to express yourself to Jesus. Um, uh, for a moment, just forget about who is close to you. Just tell Jesus how much you appreciate him. Tell him how much you love him. Uh, just tell him how much you are thankful for just his grace and his kindness to you. I, I do want us to just briefly pray together. So just do that. Just, just tell Jesus, Lord, we appreciate you, God. Jesus, we love you. Uh, I love you just for your goodness, for your kindness, for your great generosity. Lord, we love you. We love you because you first loved us. Uh, yeah, you don't even have to feel it, right? But you have to know how much he cares for you. Just express yourself to him, express your, the depths of your emotions to Jesus, to God, He is here. Lord, we open the door of this church to you, Jesus. We open the door of our hearts to you. The word says you stand at the door and knock. If we open it, you would come in. Lord, so we pray, Jesus, that you would be here with us. We pray that your spirit will be here with us. Lord, we pray that you bless this our time together. We pray, Father, that you would encourage us, that you would even stretch us, that, Lord, you continue to grow us and mold us in, into the men and women, your sons and your daughters, that, Lord, you do want us to be. Just bless our time together, Jesus. Just bless our time together. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. We honor you, Father. We thank you. We just lift up your name, our God. Just be exalted, Jesus. Be exalted, Lord, be lifted up. Lord, receive our worship. Receive all praise. Lord, it's you, Jesus, we preach. We preach not ourselves, but you, Jesus. We preach the greatness of your name, the, the power of your name to save and to deliver, the power of your name to set free, the power of your name, Lord Jesus, to give us freedom in, even in this life. We honor you, our God, and we thank you. Just receive all the worship. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Cool. So um, today I'm going to be talking to you briefly about expressing our emotions to God as worship. Uh, Expressing our emotions to God as as worship. Um, And we're going to be looking at the life of David. Right? Uh, going to be looking at the life of David. David is somebody we've all come to know so well. Uh, Every time you hear David's story, it's almost like we know David so well from the Bible. Um, David was a king of Israel. David is from Bethlehem. Uh, David is a son of Jesse, right? So there's so much we know about David. David wrote a lot of the Psalms. Uh, David was a musician, a singer, a player, right? Ultimately, David was a man after God's own heart, right? God referred to him as a man after His own heart. Um, so that's the, he's the guy we, we're going to be look at. He's an example of how he expressed himself to God in worship. Um, and so kind of where we're going to um, Before we start, I want us to read from 2 Samuel chapter 6. 2 uh, Samuel chapter 6. We'll be reading from verses 12 through 23. 2 Samuel chapter 6. Uh, from 12 through 23. Um, 2 Samuel chapter 6 from verses 12 through 26. And it was talking, David, the Lord has blessed the household of Obedidon and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark uh, from the house of Obedidon to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bought the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, he sacrificed an ox and fattened animal. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a winning effort. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Then all the people departed, each to his house. And David returned to bless his household, but Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of the servants, female servants, as one of the vulgar fellows, shamelessly uncovers himself. And David said to Michal, I was... It was before the Lord who chose me above your father and above his house to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord, and I will make merry before the Lord. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be abased in your eyes. But by the female servants of whom you have spoken, by them I shall be held in honor, and because the daughter of Saul had no child to the day of her death." Uh, So this is an interesting story. Every time I've read it, it's it's really, really pleasant to read. So let me say the same for us. So um, if you read from Exodus, God asked the Israelites to build an ark, right, the ark of the covenant, which represented literally the presence of God. So um, if you follow their journeys, every time they moved, before they moved, the ark had to move. And, And so the ark represented God's presence. Uh, We come to the time of the judges, right? Early time of the judges, especially first Samuel. They had used the ark to go to war, right? Because they saw that because the ark represented God's presence by going to war with the ark, they will win. But sadly, God didn't let that happen because he wanted to teach them a lesson. Ultimately, um, the ark was returned back to Israel and if you read 1 Samuel chapter 7, right, the ark was brought back to Israel. Saul has been king for at least 40 years. Uh, David had been king probably seven years. So you could say that for a period of 50 years, these guys didn't seek the ark of God, which represented the presence of God. At this point, God had been stirring some things up in, in the heart of David. And, and so David... Uh, sought all his advisors and wanted to bring the ark back to Jerusalem, wanted to bring the the ark back, which represented the presence of God. Um, So the story we're trying to look at, remember our goal is to look at how are different ways by which we can express our affection, our love for God. Um, So the story we're looking at reminds us of when David was bringing this, this ark, to Jerusalem, right? He, um, that was when all these things unfolded. So kind of uh, where we, we're going in terms of our discussion today. Um, so I just reminded us of who David is, right? So David, the king of Israel. At the time that David was king, you would say that he, he actually ruled over an, an empire, right? David, Saul, and Solomon were the only three kings of Israel that actually were we're kings over the entire 12 tribes and and so they are extended really far and wide. And and so we've seen who David is. Now the question that kept coming to me is why would David express himself in ways that even his wife described as being vulgar, right? Why would David do that? And there are three things I I do want to um, kind of at least remind us of. I know there are other reasons, But within this text, I believe there are three things that uh, would prompt David to worship God the way he did. There are three things that really moved in. The first one relates to the blessings of God, right? If you read through the entire text, either David is blessing people or, or God is blessing David, right? In fact, David went back for the ark again because he heard that God had so much blessed the house of Obed-Edom. So God's blessings, right? God bless David. I hope when you're sitting here today, you, you count, you know, that old song, count your blessings, name them by one, one by one. I know how much we focus on physical blessings, right? I have a car, I'm breathing, I have good kids, you know, all of those are wonderful. Those are wonderful. But when you look at Ephesians 1-3, I, I hope some of our connection students are here. That is a verse we've been trying to memorize at Connection Students, Ephesians 1-3. And it goes like this, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, right? That's a lot in there. That's a lot in there in terms of God's blessings for us. You can talk about Jesus, right? You can talk about the Gospel, but ultimately God has blessed us with the power of His Holy Spirit, right? When I was in college a long, long time ago, one of my roommates used to sing a very familiar song. Um, And and it goes like this, the spirit of God, something more than gold, something more than gold. The spirit of God in the heart of man is something more than gold. That's God's blessing, right? And uh, that's God's blessing for us. So David realizes that he's, he's, he's very, very blessed. The second reason for which David would express himself in in such a way relates to the fact that God has chosen him. In fact, if you read verse 21, right, he talks about how God chose him above Saul, right, that God chose him. If you are sitting here today and you know the Lord Jesus, I hope you don't forget that you have been chosen, right, that God chose you. In fact, I want to read Ephesians 1.4. It's it's kind of a follow-up to Ephesians 1.3, right? If you were to look at Ephesians 1.4, it says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, right? That God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. That's pretty amazing, right? Pretty amazing that God will choose you and God will choose me. I can tell you, if you don't know Jesus, Today, God will want to choose you. If, if you surrender your life to Jesus, God would have chosen you. Uh, because in Romans, he said, for those he foreknew, he predestined, right? So sometimes we make a lot of fuss about choosing. But we know John 3.16, for God so loved the world. We know in um, in First Peter, he talks about how God doesn't want anyone to perish. So the day you submit your life to God, the day you submit your life to Jesus, I pray you don't forget how much you've, you, he's chosen you. In fact, 1 Peter 2.9, right, he said, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a people for his own possession, right, that God has chosen us. David realizes how blessed he is to be chosen by God so, so that He's not afraid to express himself in in worship to God. The third reason uh, relates to God's presence, right? God's presence. If you look at, again, the text we're looking at from 2 Samuel chapter six, right, verse two. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from about Judah to bring out from there the ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, right? So (laughs) David is quite remarkable in his desire to be in the presence of God, in his desire to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide him. So because of that, right, David actually rejoiced before the Lord. In fact, if we were to read John 16:7, Jesus told his disciples when he was living, it is better that I go, because if I go, then God will send his Holy Spirit, and, and that's pretty remarkable. So David knows he's blessed. David knows that he's chosen, right? David sought the presence of the Lord. So these are some pretty good reasons for which David really, really rejoiced before the Lord or David expressed his love to God in worship. So how do we express our emotions to God as worship? How do we do that? Uh, A lot of what I'm about to say is not completely new. They are not new at all. In fact, I'm thankful for us as a church as to how far we've come. But our prayer for all of us is that we continue to grow. I mean, that's God's call for us, right? That God's continue to stretch us as his sons and daughters so that we can fully express ourselves to him without fear, right? Without feeling like, oh, do I have to worship? Yeah, he does want you to. And so that's the goal for today, not to remind us of these things and ho- hopefully push in a little bit, right? So that God could uh, get us to where he wants us to be. The first one relates to sacrifice, right? Uh, Pastor Brandon preached on this from uh, last week, uh, from Romans 1 and two, right? He preached on um, how we ought to uh, present our bodies as a living sacrifice, which will be a spiritual act of worship. So I'm not going to talk about that. I really encourage you, if you haven't uh, listened to that message, please do, right? It's really good. The second reason, the second way that, Paul, uh, that David expressed himself in worship to the Lord, it's um, through joy, right? Through gladness, through rejoicing. If you look at verse 12, towards the end, right? Um, it said, um, yeah, towards the end, that the, city, the ark of the house, from the house of Obedidom to the city of David with rejoicing. So they, they brought the ark with so much joy. Um, in Philippians 4.4, 4, it says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, right? So, so joy is one way by which we express our love and affections for God. I want us to look at uh, Isaiah 61, right? Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, one through three. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful hairdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called the oaks of righteousness, right? My prayer for all of us is that, that the, the oil of gladness, right? It's, I mean, that's joy, that's joy. So David rejoiced before the Lord, right? That's, that's great joy that they could express that joy before the Lord. In fact, if we look at Psalm 1611, The way we express that joy is through the workings of the Holy Spirit, right? I know lots of us are saved, but the Holy Spirit moving in our hearts is almost an afterthought, right? I can tell you, you can't accomplish much for God without God's Holy Spirit at work in you. Um, So that's sort of important, right? Uh, The third reason, I do want us to watch, briefly watch this video, right? Um, Okay, wonderful, wonderful, really. Can we all rejoice like that before Jesus? (laughs) When we come here, can we all celebrate God like that? I mean, that's a ball field, as as great as it is. I mean, if we look at the things that David saw that God has done for him, that he's chosen, that, um, that he's blessed, right, that God's Holy Spirit lives inside of him or he's seeking God's Holy Spirit man, we can celebrate way more than that, right? We could celebrate our God way, way more than that. Uh, Many times I'm so glad to see that spontaneous applause, right? Not necessarily for our band, but for God, for Jesus, for the great things that that he's done. So the third reason is to celebrate God, to be able to celebrate him. In 2 Samuel 7.22, David again says, therefore you are great, O Lord God, For there is none like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our eyes. God is great, guys. The God we serve is is worthy of any praise, any worship we can bring to him, more than our lives. And our prayer and encouragement for all of us is when we gather, especially as his body, that we can celebrate him, right? That we can literally celebrate him. The fourth reason is, is dancing before the Lord with all his might. If you look at verse 14, uh, David danced before the Lord. Bef- uh, danced before the Lord with all his might. So when when we come to church during worship, um, you know, I, I try to dance a bit. And and the farthest I go is, you know. So so that's how far I I try to dance, you know. And then I go to connection kids. I I love to serve at connection kids. And one of our favorite songs go like this. Jesus, you're the only reason I'm a living, breathing. I'm a wider way. My heart beats only for your glory. Right? <laughs> you can smile though, don't laugh. You can smile, you can smile, you can smile. What, what a big difference though. What a big difference. I come in here and I'm doing that. And and we go to these kids, and you know, they they are so unguarded, they are so unrestrained. They are so free to worship God, right? I see many times I look at them and it's as if they know God more than I do. And that's our prayer for us, right? Not that we get too crazy, but God wants us to come and be so free before Him. In fact, in Psalm 8, he says. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, he has ordained praise. That God would ordain praise for us too as, as, as his older sons and daughters, that we're not so afraid to be able to express ourselves to God. I mean, that's all he wants. And, I, and our prayer for all of us is that God will grow us, right? That he would grow us, that, that we're not scared to be able to praise him. One other way we can express our worship to God it's through shouts, right, shouts. Um, I remember when we first moved to the States, uh, we were going to this small church. Amen. sometimes church is so quiet, extremely quiet. It was so hard on my wife, you know, <laughs> really, really hard on her. Uh, but occasionally we'll have this African-American uh, older lady will, will come to church visiting her kids. And man, she will say, Amen, hallelujah, and everyone is on edge. Man, we can shout to God, right? We can shout to God. I know many times the places we shout is at home at each other, right? Instead of shouting to God. I mean, that's all the Lord wants, that we can shout to Him, can shout His, his name, his, his praise. One other reason is singing, right? I, I always pity guys who are in front of me. Because you, you, you just heard it, I can't sing well, <laughs> but I sing anyway, you know, I, I sing anyway. And, and so we can sing to our God, we can sing to him. I want us to look at Colossians 3.16, right? Colossians 3.16, it says, let the word of God, Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Spiritual songs, spiritual songs. You know, the, the, the beauty about our Christian walk is God hasn't necessarily prescribed songs, right? I mean, he puts songs in our hearts, hymns are great, contemporary is great, spiritual songs. These days my sons will be doing dishes and they'll be playing songs that I would never sing. But they are spiritual songs, right? They are songs they hear people rapping and all that. You know, they are spiritual songs. It edifies them. God wants us to sing to him, particularly when we come together, right, that we don't necessarily watch the band, but we let the band lead us in worship, all of us together. And then finally, all kinds of instruments, right? Sounds of trumpets, all sorts of things. And where do we see that? The church, right, when we come together as God's people. When we come together, you know, we we have the ability to be able to worship together, right? So kind of a quick rundown, how do we express ourselves in worship to God? By singing, by dancing, right? By shouting, by celebrating our God, by being joyful, uh, by learning to bask in the presence of God. Those are the different ways by which we can express our worship to God, right? I know there are many, many others. Our prayer for us, church, is that we grow in these things, not just here, but even our homes, right? That we grow in these things. Last night, as, as, as a family, we I like to pray together once a week and, and we we're doing that last night and my wife was dancing with our boys. I couldn't do that though, you know, but they were dancing before the Lord, you know, and, and that's all the Lord wants us to, right, that we can, we can grow in these things. But having said that, right, there's something that I think always tries to hold all of us back. There's always that sense of resistance Right or that sense of guardedness. Um, I want us to read verses 16 and then 20 to 23, uh, again from Second uh, Samuel chapter 6, right? So we, we, we're still on that. Uh, verses 16 and then uh, 20 to 23. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. 20, and David returned to bless his household, but Mikal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of his servants, female servants, as one of the vulgar fellows, shamelessly uncovers himself, and David said to Mikal, It was before the Lord who chose me above your father and above all his house to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord. And I will make merry before the Lord. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be abased in, in your eyes. But by the female servants of whom you have spoken, by them I shall be held in honor. And because the daughter of Saul had no child to the day of her death. You know, in the Bible, every time that people were barren, they had kids. She was the only woman, as far as I can tell, that had never had a child. Right. Look at the way she described him though. Right. Vulgar, shameful, contemptible, and dignified. Because he worshiped. Because he worshipped. Because David is king, at this point he didn't think of how big a guy he was, right? How great a king he was. He considered God greater and mightier, that, that he's not afraid to express himself to him. You know, the question I was asking myself over and over again is, am I so guarded that I consider it undignified to express myself before the Lord? Right? Right? Do, do you think, do you look at it and say, oh, no, I can't, I can't worship that. I can't lift up my hands. Oh, I can't bow. I can't kneel. No, I can't sing to Jesus, right? Because maybe someone else will think, oh, that's so shameful. That's vulgar. That's being undignified, right? I think the big word is that's not proper, right? We want to be so proper to the point that we come before Jesus, we come before our God, right? And, and we want to be so proper that we don't have any motivation to just sing to him, to praise him, right? To, to, to express our affections for him. My prayer is that God will help us get over that, right? I mean, think about it though. Think about it though. Um, <laughs> that Jesus is the creator of the universe. Right. I mean, that's how the Bible teaches, and I hope you, you believe that, because that's so true, right? That he's the creator of all things. In fact, in Colossians, he said he was before all things. In, right? He was before all things. That in him, all things hold together. All things. All things. Your very life. Right? One of our former pastors used to say that at the molecular level, right? At the very atomic level, Jesus holds it together. That we can't be, and, and, and that Jesus, when he was born, there was no place for him in the hotel, right? Can, can you imagine that God kind of lowering himself so low? That's been really undignified for you and for me. So if Jesus could so much undignify himself for you and for me, come on, guys, church. (laughs) We can praise our God, you know. We can literally sing to him. We can worship him unhindered, right, like those kids. We can dance to him. You know, we can because Jesus became undignified for us, absolutely undignified for us. And I want to challenge you today if you haven't come to know Jesus, you got to. Right, you got to. that he became undignified for us. That that through him, we might we, we might be able to know the Father. I remember a few months, ago, a few weeks ago, Pastor Brandon asked the question, "What plows are you bringing to the Lord to burn?" I don't know if you guys remember that. You know, my question for you is, when was the last time you were undignified for Jesus? Right. Not for me, not for your church, not for anybody, but for Jesus. When was the last time you were undignified for him? Right, there are things he would ask you that sometimes might seem way too low for you. But would you do that for Jesus? Right, would you do that for him? I pray you will, though. I pray you will, though. I pray we all will, will, right? And if we can do that, then it becomes a lot more easier to, to be able to worship, right? If, if we can get ourselves to the point where we don't seem too big for ourselves, right, because sometimes I think that, right, we all think that, that that we can't come before Jesus and we can't be able to just express our love for him, express our affections for him, right, that we can't be able to worship him, no matter what someone else thinks, right, no matter what someone might think of us, that maybe this is undignifying and all that. I I pray that God would, would help us in that regard. As I sort of wrap up my my message for us today, right, I know we are in this series of catalysts, you know, catalysts. In chemistry, which I've had the privilege of teaching for a number of years, uh, we use catalysts a lot for different things, especially in all the chemical reactions that we run. You couldn't do them without catalysts, right? In fact, if you bring it one step closer, None of the reactions that take place in our bodies right all the chemi- biochemical reactions none of them will happen that quick without enzymes enzymes are catalysts none of those will happen without those enzymes right so catalysts they increase rate of chemical reactions they lower activation energy right they they and and for biochemical ones they are fairly specific right and they also provide a way of being regulated. And the the cool thing about them is when the reaction is done, you still get your catalyst back, right? Man, if the Holy Spirit would move in our hearts, right? That's our prayer for all along. If if the Holy Spirit would move in our hearts in, in ways that drive us so that as individuals, as family, but most importantly as a church, right, that we can run with these visions and these dreams that God has put in the hearts of Brandon, it will take God, right, it will take God's Holy Spirit working as a catalyst in our lives, in in your lives, for us to accomplish those things, right, It, it will take God's grace for us to be able to do those things, and our prayer for you and for me, right, is that God would And through the power of his Holy Spirit and us willing to sing to him and worship him and praise him, right, express our affections to him would allow us for our lives to be catalyzed for Jesus and for him, okay, for God to be able to do that. If you are here today and you don't know Jesus, I want to give you a chance, right, I want to invite you to commit your life to him. I can tell you this will be the best decision you ever make in your life. People say that as a cliche, but man, it will be the best decision you would ever, ever make in your life. In fact, it's a privilege for you to be chosen by God. Right? In fact, if you would call upon him, you would, be, you would have been chosen. So if you are here today and you, you want to call upon the name of Jesus, I want to give you 30 seconds. Can you stand up on your feet? I'd like to pray with you. Uh-huh. Anyone wants to take a step of faith for Jesus? Want okay. Vivian to come pray with us. Okay. Cool. So if you don't mind, if you stand brief, I'd like my wife to pray for you, right? To, to prove our eyes. If you don't mind, if you, please stand up for me, please. Um,
1: Please. Please join us, let's, let's just ask Jesus, let's just exalt him, even as we ask him to teach us how to worship. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. You are so good. Your word says you ride on the wings of the wind. You cover yourself with light as with a garment. At the mention of your name, every knee bow. At the mention of your name, demons tremble. You call the whole world into being. You are God. You are Lord. You are the supreme one. But even in your highest estate, even in this position that you occupy, because of your love for us, you came down. You lowered yourself to our level. You did not have to do it. Yahweh says that whilst we were still sinners, You didn't even wait for us to stop sinning before you died for us. You came after us. Lord, this morning we stand amazed in your presence. Sinners condemned and clean. How marvelous, how excellent is your love for us, Lord. Lord. That is why we worship you. When we think about your goodness, when we think about your greatness, when we think about your mercy, when we think about your grace, we don't deserve it. I so don't I'm so unworthy, Lord. Who are we, Lord, that you think about us? Forgive us when we don't think about these things, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, when we come into your presence and we are so guarded. Father, we come before you today. We lift your name up high. Be exalted. Be uplifted. Be worshiped, Lord. See, you are so good, so much, so that even in us worshiping you, you still continue to do great things in our midst. You said when we lift your name up high, you will draw men unto yourself. What an amazing God you are. Oh, we bless your name. We worship you. And so, Lord, continue to teach us to worship you. Continue to teach us, Lord, yes, you want to say we can't get enough of your presence. Father bring us to that place, the act of losing ourselves in giving you praise. We love you, Father, we worship you, we adore you, Father. thank you father, for for loving us. We don't care what our conditions are. We know as long as we are alive, we have hope because we have you. And that is another reason for which we choose to give you praise. Even in the most difficult circumstances that we might find ourselves, we choose to give you praise because you are so worthy of it. We love you, Father. We adore you. We adore you. We adore you. We exalt you. We magnify your name. Let your presence continue to hover over here this morning. We love you, Lord. Be exalted, even in Jesus' name.